The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, okay, a special show for you today, Tuesday morning. We will do what we normally do, talk about the burning issues of the day with a lighthearted hand whenever possible. Uh, but we're going to have two, count them, two, two, two guests in one show setting a new record as records are being set, uh, of course, over in Beijing at the Olympics. Let's, let us start there. First of all, all right, Chattanooga Driving Show. I am Jeff Stiles, but with a Y, Nuga's own Jeff Stiles, the communicator for three decades plus, Jen Lambert, I'm Jen, Russell the Love Muscle, Russell Stroud, cousin to the Birdman of Alcatraz. <laughs> I can't believe I've known you this long and I never knew that you were the cousin of the Birdman Me of either. Alcatraz. Well, How I, do you not lead with that? Yeah, well, you look like him. As I said before. Ridiculously so. Our ancestry diverges in like ni- uh, 1730 something. Uh, so. The genes are hard to argue, but yeah. the pictures of him as a young pimp. Yes. A young Alaskan pimp. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't know the that. profile when, is exact. When you, when you look at the, the bio for the Birdman of Alcatraz, it's murderer, extortionist, <laughs> pimp, ornithologist yeah. in that order. That's and Russell. then there's a picture of Russell. <laughs> Identical cousins, and you'll find they walk alike. It was just an um, amazing little piece of information diverged and divulged on uh, Friday of last week. And uh, Brian Stone in here, he's pushing the buttons, twisting, turning the knobs. And uh, no football this last weekend, but the Super Bowl coming up. Would you like to explain where who day is all about as opposed to who dat? Where it comes from? Yeah. I don't know where it comes I look, from. I it's the, it. it's it, the rally it, chant of the, of of the, the bungles. bungles. Yeah, the bungles. said. I, I hope they go all the way personally I mean, because they beat the Tigers. I heard them screaming in my face when I was in Nashville two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, I'm sure who you day, did. Who day, who day, who day going to beat them bungles? <laughs> well, <laughs> most of the time, everybody, by the way. I was going to say that the answer is anybody they're playing <laughs> yes. as a general rule, but uh, it's a different world. I actually looked into it, and, uh, you know, of course, everybody is familiar with the Saints doing who dat, who dat, who dat. So I don't know the, or- I don't know the Saints. origins of that either. That goes, I mean, way back. I mean, that that that's the Cajuns. They're, where you at, baby? Yats. They, they, you know, you call the Cajuns yats because they're where you at. That's a, that's a general question. How you doing? How you feeling? I get it. It's that who dat yeah. say that they're going to beat them. But it's who day is actually short for Hudipole. You, sh- you should know this. Hudipole Brewing Company out of Cincinnati. Hudipole, a big beer up in the Midwest. Huh. And uh, and bartenders used to say, got a who day, and would swing it down the bar. And then it turned into back when they actually went to the Super Bowl and got the hell beat out on by the 49ers whenever it was, 81. 1988. Uh, was That's it 88? It's the first time, first Super Bowl I've had that was, that was vivid who memories. Yeah, who day, who day, who day say is going to beat them Bengals. It doesn't have the same rhyme, see. People from New Orleans have a natural rhyming ability. People in Cincinnati have a natural drinking ability, which makes them make more sense out of that. I so, never heard that before. Who to pull? Um, just so you guys will know where we are in the scheme of things, the Olympics is going on. Uh, the Americans are doing okay, not stellar, but okay. Uh, Julian Moreno killed on as a, as a snowboarder, an individual snowboarder, and Jalen Koff is a new hero ran the moguls in a ridiculously short amount of time. She cut out three seconds, three seconds on a 850-yard course 
uh, off of her nearest competitor and took the silver. She she didn't quite hit her her aerobatic move as hard as as she could have, but good for them. And again, just to let you know where we stand in the world today, the number one movie in America, Jackass. Jackass Forever. Twenty three million. I have never seen an episode of Jackass. <laughs> I've never neither. watched. I, and I, I've met Johnny Knoxville numerous times. I like times. Johnny Knoxville. He's a nice he's guy. He's a he cool is, dude. He's yeah. quiet. He's unassuming. He doesn't want to be the, the 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 individual that sucks up all the limelight in a room. But that's not like the rest of his cast. They, uh, they're the opposite of that. They're exactly Especially the opposite. Especially Bam. Oh, my gosh. I mean, see, so you guys really understand the culture of Jackass a lot more than I do. Oh, it's yeah, been, what, 15 it. years since they've done anything? And they yeah. release a movie and it goes straight They're to number all sober one. Now. Oh, Twenty-three and a half million dollars. I was twenty yeah. years old when it came out and fascinated with it for a few minutes, and then I grew up pretty quickly and realized this is nonsense. Uh, yes. so and, you hurt uh, yourself for everybody. And else then as I got super old, or what I consider my relative nature, super old, I look at it. I'm like, you guys are absolute fools. Yeah, what Johnny the hell? No- like, don't please don't kill yourself. Johnny Knoxville got permanent brain damage it's, from yeah. this last movie. Insanity. Yeah, it was cool. Roger Allen Wade and Johnny Knoxville are first cousins. Yeah. yeah that's the reason that well, Roger Allen Wade does the theme song oh my goodness, to, to, to Jackass. That. Really? If you're gonna no if idea. you're gonna be stupid, you gotta be That's tough. how I've met Johnny Knoxville yeah. was through yeah. Roger when he was with Roger. I'd first, like to meet him. I want to meet him. First cousins. Identical cousins <laughs> and you'll find I started watching Jackass when I was like 12, so it had a much bigger impact on me. Thank you to Quality Tire Pros for being our presenting sponsor thanks to everybody for listening 301-9229 okay our, our our first guest will be michael dezik from the jewish federation here in town we're going to be talking about the mouse debacle up in mcminn county which i don't know how else you can describe it That's we're what also I going said to, to him be joined by <laughs> sam click of the cfc chattanooga football club and talk about their upcoming season so let's go ahead and just jump into it as quickly as we can Russell, if you are a red eye, then yeah. you can uh, do the uh, casual headlines here to get us started. All right. Well, first of all, the police say that a man uh, stole a CPD patrol car and led the police on a chase from Chattanooga to Georgia. It started at a Mapco on Rossville Boulevard where a store clerk said he got into a fight with a shoplifter. The police located the man and attempted to arrest him. He then allegedly fought with the officer, shoved him to the ground, and stole his patrol car, speeding away. Georgia State Patrol joined in as the driver passed into Walker County. A pit maneuver was performed and the driver was arrested. He was identified as a 41-year-old Christopher Parker, who now faces multiple charges in both Chattanooga and in Georgia. A bullet-riddled vehicle was found on T.J. Arnold's Circle near Three Notch Road. That's around the area of Battlefield Parkway in Georgia, Catoosa County side. A man was found dead inside that vehicle. Happened on Saturday, Catoosa County. The sheriff's office still investigating to find out who's responsible. At the time of this recording, the victim had not been named uh, publicly. They do know who it is. The sheriff's office in a statement said they're asking for anyone with any more information to step forward. Call 706-935-2424 if you have any info. And finally, one person was killed in a single vehicle crash on Hickson Pike Saturday. Sheriff's Office is handling the investigation. They say the call came in as a car crash with entrapment. Reports say the victim was taken to the hospital, where later they succumbed to their injuries. Again, no identification given in that case either. And now from the Sea of Akhotsk, off of the course, uh, the coast of Russia, it's Dave Hooker. Well, it used to matter. Now it's really just more of a sideshow. It'll be Super Bowl media days this week in which the players from both teams in the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals are supposed to meet with the media, answer serious questions about 
what they've been doing in order to get to this point, what they've been doing throughout their careers in order to become NFL players, all of those kinds of things. But the problem is a lot of those stories have been told. The problem is they give out too many credentials for SEC media days. Listen, I don't want to be that guy that says, hey, you're just giving out too media, many media passes, but let's think about it for a second. Does Triumph, the insult comic dog, really need one? He's got one in the past. So as far as the NFL media days for Super Bowl week, it's fun. There's some enjoyment there, but the players had better play along. Otherwise, you just get, I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get fined. And that was kind of pitiful, even though it's land, to an endorsement deal for Marshawn Lynch. Anyway, media days are what they are, but they certainly aren't about the media any longer. I'm Dave Hooker off the Sports. All right. And no order at all. Um, here are some of the things that we were going to present today as part of the Upfront Wrap-Up. The Upfront Wrap-Up, where we normally start with all the headlines that really should mean anything to you and get them out of the way so we can actually start doing some serious discussing. Um, 18 people rescued from an ice flow in Lake Erie. We saw this happen once already in one of the Great Lakes. And uh, Erie is not one. I don't think about Erie as much when I think about ice fishing and things of that nature. But, I mean, it's certainly up in that neck of the woods. Yeah, they were on the Ohio side, too. Yeah, they they were on the southern side, and a chunk broke off, and literally they were warned though they were warned not to go out there so i anybody shouldn't have done it let let me warn everybody right now don't walk on frozen water not uh, not anymore ever ever i you just you should avoid it it's nothing nothing good comes from it unless you literally are hans brinker with the silver skates they were doing what they were snowmobiling or something like that yeah they were snowmobiling and ice fishing i think and that's a lot of weight that's a lot of yeah. weight. Uh, local YMCA celebrating local black businesses for Black Heritage Month, Black History Month. And I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but Rebecca and I did. They kept focusing, one of the local TV stations, focusing on candy that was being produced to help celebrate Black History Month. If I'm lying, I'm dying. They're little pieces of, of like, comic watermelon. <laughs> oh, no. They are. And, it, it, I mean, they, they went to them three, four times showing the pieces of candy as they were talking about what the Y was doing, trying to help, you know, pump up this month and, and the awareness, and they zoom in on watermelon candy. I actually said, what are we going to do? Are we going to give away copies of Little Black Sambo and talk about where <laughs> maple syrup came from? Rebecca had never heard the story of Little Black Sambo. She was completely Venezuelan. You know, and had never heard that story. I said, yeah, that's where butter comes from, outrunning the tiger around the tree. And I showed her a picture of the original book Uh that I remember from a Swiss, you know, author in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And she was going, oh, my God. How did I not know about that? I don't know. I, I didn't don't, know. I didn't you've know never that. heard of Little Black Sambo? No. Yeah. They're handing out copies of Tintin Goes to Africa as well. Good gracious. It's yes, just the most stereotypical uh, character of all time, and he's out yeah. running a tiger, and he runs around a tree until the tiger turns into butter, and that's where maple syrup comes from. Wait, maple syrup? I don't know. Okay, I have sense. no idea. Don't, go back and read the book. I'm sure you can find one in Minn County. All right. Is that the <laughs> fault of the YMCA, or is that the fault of the uh, reporter? I don't know. 
I don't know. There's enough to go around. I mean, we'll how be, we'll, now one has to analyze like the distribution of candy, like how yeah. many watermelon candies That's per so apple stupid. candies were there. I mean, here's a little <laughs> chicken know? leg. Here's a tambourine. Stop <laughs> oh my it. goodness! Just I mean, stop. I'm stop. saying, I'm saying, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Stern looking at cancellation. <laughs> no, Seriously? Yeah, I know. Well, now we are too. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, I am just Finally? reporting. Go ahead. Go ahead. If he hasn't been canceled already, he's never going to no, be canceled. Ever. No, you can't cancel never. Stern. Never. Not going to happen. Do you remember when Selena was killed? Well, I don't because yes, I wasn't alive. Yes, I do remember. When Selena was killed, he played he played her music and he played gunshot sounds over it. Oh, my gosh. That's usually the kind of thing that gets you fired yeah. from a station. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he his run is basically over. Yeah. His fans yeah. have yeah. left in droves. He hasn't yeah. been yeah. funny in like yeah. 10 he, years. He won't get another contract after this $500 million contract. Mm-hmm. But he, Does uh, he, he need well, one? He, he, he might... Uh, he might get pushed out. I mean, his ratings are way down. Yeah. But he's going to get every bit of his money. I still listen to the music. I love his music series. Yeah, he, he, he does a good he's job. He's a great interviewer. It's just like, you know, KRN or, or XIA or any yeah. of these other stations and NPR, the little tiny desk studios. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you know, and he's, he's done a very, oh, especially in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, those guys are amazing. Really good. Um, three inmates escape a jail in Sullivan County, Tennessee. They think yeah. they're in Virginia. They're looking for him. You mentioned the uh, Christopher Parker. Mm-hmm. It takes some balls to jump in somebody's patrol car after you knock them down. You know, you knock have to them down and, and, and move fast enough to be able to get in and get away without being scared. You know that cop was going, oh, hell. Oh, no, he did not just take my car and leave me standing here. Well, he shot at him a, a few times I'm sure well. he did. I mean, the policeman did. Um, you have to admit, though, you know, you've kind of always wanted to try it. No. All right, we'll move on. Yes, I, okay. yeah, I, I would admit that with no hesitation whatsoever. They're, you know, they're stealing a cop car listen. makes you a legend immediately sometimes, where you're from okay, if you don't a, die in a hail of bullets there's a gas at the end station of that I go to where the Catoosa County Sheriff's Office regularly leave goes to get their coffee they leave their car running I and every time I walk it. in I'm like it happens all the time I like in the back of my head I'm like I wonder how long it would take they, them to catch me they think the intimidation factor is, is big enough to stop people from doing it I have often just thought, you know what? What do I have on me? Do I have any contraband on me? No, I'm good. What if I just moved it? What if I just did like Chip Baker used to do at the Friends of the Festival parking lot? And we'd see somebody's car running, he would jump in and move it just to mess with them? I have seen them you know? leave the window yeah. down as well yeah. with it running. Yeah, what if I just jumped in and just moved it to the other side of the parking lot? They walked down, well, what the hell? Didn't touch anything. No fingerprints, no nothing. So one time, one of my friends reached into the window and like touched the steering wheel to see if he could. No. And he's like, yeah. That is a southern thing that doesn't happen anywhere else in so the country. Then, so then, yeehaw, Dukes of Hazzard! Seriously, I, I, I was going to say, that's a product of Dukes of Hazzard. Look, look, yeah. Looks like the Duke boys when are really in trouble here, this time. When I moved here, I couldn't believe seeing people at a gas station leave their car on and go into the store. Looks well, like hell yeah, it's cold out there. Looks like them Duke boys bit off more than they could chew this time. But so then my thought was, what if I just put it in neutral? You know, just reach in and put it in neutral. Okay. Let it roll away. Yeah, let it roll away. I'm going to skip over this one. I'm going to wait until Michael is in here and, 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 and touch on it. 70% of what our government says the Russian government needs to invade Ukraine is in place. How do we know? Um, that We know that they're waiting for middle of February because they want the ground to be frozen. Right. There's nothing worse than a tank bogging up on you. If you're if you're invading another country, let me tell you, from personal experience, it's the worst when your entire tank fleet bogs up in what should be permafrost, and it's not. That just messes up your whole day. Bleed. There's going to be a whole bunch Did of people die over this. Did you see where they showed Putin fall at asleep at the opening ceremony? He's tired. When the Ukrainian athletes came in? He's working they hard. They pan to him, and he's out. He's asleep. Well, they're not there if you don't look at them. 
Uh, Iran has been offered sanctions waivers uh, for reentering the 2015 No Nukes Treaty. Uh, yeah. How we call it a treaty, I don't know. Uh, we call everything a treaty, even though nothing's a treaty anymore. When was the last time we made a treaty with the Senate ratifi- ratified it? Probably the Treaty of Paris. <laughs> Way before NAFTA, I know yeah. that. Uh, 33,000 square foot facility uh, for the military, the state military. Uh, going to be, uh, they're breaking ground in McMinnville. This is going to be a new state guard post. Uh, one SEAL dead, another hospitalized after Hell Week. Uh, we could spend some time yeah, talking that about odd. that. That's it's, it's It's amazing. I, I said that one of the toughest guys I ever knew graduated high school, went into the pulpwood industry, joined the Navy, joined the SEALs, went through the entire training twice, and fell out both times in the middle of Hell Week uh, with injuries. One was a twisted ankle, though that I can't remember. And just him telling me the stuff that they put them through mm-hmm. for that five-day period, there's no sleep. You get four hours sleep in five days, and you tread water for four hours at a time with your hands tied behind your back. Oh, when no. they let you out of the ocean, the ocean to do this, and remember, the SEALs training facilities down in San Diego where all that water is nasty, nasty, they come out and they, they untie your hands and they open your mouth and put a handful of sand in it and say, now run 10 miles and don't spit out the sand. I mean, they, they're training people to be the toughest you know that they can be, but only a couple out of 100 make the cut. You don't normally see deaths. You do always see injuries. Yeah, I think the purpose of that kind of training is that when you go through all of that and then you end up in the actual field and you're like, man, this is nothing compared to what I went through in Hell Week. Um, Ron Phillips has resigned his position with the Venue Church. That church wow. is gone. It's it's done. Wait, Ron Phillips? The yeah, same brother Ron? brother Ron. Okay. Uh, he served on the board, and I he said he that. couldn't do it anymore. And one little piece of entertainment news. This is worthwhile. Kane Brown is going to be coming back to town with his hometown album and hit single, and he's going to be playing at the stadium on May seventh. And they want to fill the stadium. Who, who's Kane? Which, Brown? which is, stadium? Uh, the Finley Stadium. Mm. That's asking a lot. Now I'm, I'm assuming they're playing to a half house, the yeah, home stands. One side, yeah. Yeah, the home stands. Hadn't been they, a show in there in a long there has time. Not been a show there in there. Twenty I years. Even, I think it was J Fest, or, or it was a contemporary mm-hmm. Christian show mm-hmm. of some kind that they had the last time I remember, because they when they went to artificial turf, they didn't like anybody out there with cigarettes or gum. The biggest, you know, the biggest <laughs> offense that you can sense. you can you can actually yeah you can commit to somebody who's taking care of an artificial turf right. field is gum and cigarettes. Right. What yeah. I used to do is I would pull out my cigarette and I wrap gum around. Yeah, and then throw it down, throw it on stomp on it. Hopefully yep. it was still burning. Yeah, catch absolutely. on fire, the, the the rise of uh, of fame of Kane Brown is a pretty fascinating, uh, very quick. Uh, who, Yay for him! Who is he though? I he's trajectory. A home, he's home guy. Country, Homeboy. country rapish. Is, Af- is it rapish? Af- African American country hip hop. Oh, okay. As genuine as the day. Oh, he's a long. white dude though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's 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 a light skinned black is man. Is he? Yes. Hmm. Um, I, yeah, I couldn't I, I couldn't. I name hope a song. it's okay to say it that way. Oh, that doesn't uh, sound offensive. I just, I don't know how else to describe. It depends on who you ask. I'm describing him physically. If he was if there was a bolo out for him, that's exactly the way I would describe <laughs> well, him. Well, so. the police are probably not a good metric for what is and is not racist. Uh, that's probably <laughs> true. That is probably true. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're, we're we're blowing off the format for the most part today because we I want to get immediately to our guest. 
Russell, if you would, would you have Mr. Dzik come in and swap places? Yeah. And I don't want you to leave the, 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 the room, of course, if you can possibly say, uh, stay, please do. Sure. Michael Dzik goes way back. We were just discussing our own resumes and how long we've known each other. I said, it's been 30 years since I started doing talk radio. And he said, it's, you know, darn close to a, a quarter century that he has been head of the Jewish Community Federation here. And uh, so we have crossed paths many times and he, he he's really the worst for wear you ought to see all the gray hair it's 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 kind of shocking where well, i know of course i look very much similar to the way i looked in 1992 when i started there's a lot of missing hair as well <laughs> it's, 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 it's a little bit of both it's either silver and hanging on or it has given up the ghost and uh, no no we're we're in the same boat i had people staring at me at the lookout wild film festival over the course of the weekend trying to figure out who I was and I've known him for 20 years and but they hadn't seen me in a few and it's like yeah I put on a little weight yeah I got the silver fox thing going somebody told me I looked like who was it the other day Kenny Rogers huh it used oh. to be any it, it used to be one of the Bee Gees either the dead one or the the, the big star one I, don't, I I could never figure out which one they were telling Barry. me I looked I, like uh, I still think you look like Brian Wilson well there you go yeah, I, uh, I either that. way the <laughs> mad scientists all uh, Michael very glad to have you here thank you Jeff it's great to see you Jen thank you it's nice to meet you nice to meet you too um, all right so the um, Federation and uh, the, the the Jewish community in general in the tri-state area clearly concerned over this most recent oh brouhaha up at McMinn County debacle is what I used earlier I I can't come up with any a fiasco Um, PR nightmare unanimous decision by the McMinn County School Board to remove the the novel the graphic novel Mouse Art Spiegelman uh, Pulitzer Prize winning uh, from back when I was in college, I, I said it was ubiquitous, like Led Zeppelin Four or Fleetwood Mac's <laughs> The White Album. You know, they they everybody had Mouse. The same like way you, you had the Lord of the Rings or the Watchmen or yeah. some, something like that. Everybody had it. You know, Zap Comics, whatever, and um, and the fact that it would suddenly just find itself on the wrong side of a unanimous vote for eighth graders. It, it stunned, well, it stunned the world. We've made international news in the wrong way. You know, you said suddenly, and that's exactly where we're coming and approaching this from. You know, where was the process behind this? They had a school board meeting, and I think uh, the, the minutes to that meeting are public. So we've seen who said what, and, and also, that by the way, the teachers that spoke in front of the school board that, e- that evening and said, Hey, this is the central piece to our Holocaust unit. Um, if you take that away, I mean, think of it as a wagon wheel and the cog in the middle. If you take yeah. out that piece in the middle, you got a bunch of spindles you falling got about on the ground all yeah. over the place. And so that is obviously a concern. The second is that they say that there's going to be a replacement. Why what? wasn't that? What is it? And why wasn't that part of? Why sure. do you take it out before you have something already there? Yeah, it seems illogical. Yeah, so that's you know that's a concern. And then look from the Jewish community's perspective, we take it seriously because if you take one book out, what does that lead to? Yeah, what's it leads, next? Well, what's it leads next? to and the next. The what about Anne Frank? Are they going to cancel that too? Yeah, that leads that's to the crazy. Nashville church doing a big book burner, right. and everybody would looks of joy on their face taking anything they had just so they could get some camera time. 
you know, throwing it into the fire. Right. And God knows what was in there. They could have been throwing in, you know, uh, different versions of the Bible. They're not King James. I, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea what those guys And some are people say, you there. know, the Jewish community can be a little oversensitive about things like this. I think history has shown that we need to be a little oversensitive about some of these things and couple and cautious. Of, couple and, of millennia getting knuckled yeah. <laughs> down will do that to you so every it, single time. You know, and I think this book, I don't know if you, again, it sounds like you've read this book. I've read yeah. this book. I think so many people have, and I if have. they haven't, it's, it's on the way from Amazon apparently because oh, I, you know, I, I, we ordered hundreds of thousands of uh, orders. We haven't seen we haven't seen uh, a rush like this for books. It is number one with eighteen bullets. Yeah. right now and they literally can't print them enough so here here's here's we're gonna we're gonna give up the ghost here again and admit that we do pre-record this podcast we try our best to make it sound live and vibrant it is live and vibrant as we do it but you normally hear it about 24 hours after we you know record it not quite that long but it is actually going to be Tonight at this recording, uh, Monday right. evening, when you guys have this huge Zoom meeting that thousands <laughs> have signed up for, uh, I don't know how how many you know little bitty thumbnail pictures you can get on the screen. <laughs> it's going to look like pixels. So we did know. it as a webinar on purpose, so that the only people that the participants will see will be the people speaking. So it's not going to look like the Hollywood Square, Which includes the, the, author. the Brady yeah. Bunch. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to look uh, like uh, that. Uh, and you're correct. We have had literally at this point. We have over 10,000 people who are participating in that. That's wonderful. Um, So, you know, for better or for worse, you know, we look for that silver lining and those opportunities to how do we educate, how do we learn together. Um, And because of that, we had to also live stream it because we only have so many seats on a Zoom. You know, that's just what it is. And as we saw, it was growing and growing and growing within 24 hours. We were already over 5,000. So this is not about publicity or promotion because you're going to be hearing this in the wake of it. Correct. Um, And and the author, the fact that he took his time, this man has a busy schedule on a given day on an unimportant week where it's not the focus (laughs) of a huge debate. And now, I mean, you guys were competing with Reuters, I mean, for his time. Right. And and we're humbled that he chose to come to Tennessee. Uh, Obviously, this is where... Things are being stirred up in McMinn County, which is, again, part of the our Jewish Federation area, this metropolitan Chattanooga area. And for him to come to Tennessee, we're, we're humbled. All he's doing right now that we know of are interviews, like you said, on NBC, whoever these stations are. But the one program he's doing is right here. Can anybody jump in when you feel free? Mm-hmm. Right. Got one state uh, go ahead, please. The, the thing about the McMinn County thing that drives me crazy is not necessarily that it happened i mean you know i've come to expect this from the public school system unfortunately but the thing that drives me crazy is the national media painting all tennesseans in this negative light now because it makes all of us look bad it's not mcmen county it's not a group of 11 or nine it's tennessee the state of tennessee did this and what did i say earlier we never fail to live up to our bad reputation Mm -hmm. when given the opportunity and you're proud of being here, too. <laughs> I'm very proud of being here, too. I grew up here in Chattanooga. I'm I'm a product of uh, both UTC and public schools here in Chattanooga. I, I, I think we do get sometimes a bad rap because, you know, again, these 10,000 people that were with us this past evening, and God knows how many more are going to watch the recordings of because we were able to, you know, record it and put it out there as well for people who can't watch it, sure. and uh, live at least. Um, it's, you know, I think what he's this is just so important that we're able to connect 10,000 people, 10,000 people to connect on a similar issue. 
on a similar topic and have a better understanding of what education does look like or should look like, some specifics about this book, um, to hear why Mr. Spiegelman wrote it, which, as you know, was not as a book for curriculum, mm -hmm. but that's what it turned out to be. Uh, and again, personal, in McMinn yeah. County, but, it's been in that curriculum for over 10 years. And, and nobody's complained. Sudden, all right, no. here, let's talk about the book itself. And Brian, I, 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 Brian's in here still rustling. He switched around a little bit, but eighth grade, eighth grade. I'm in, it's 1972 when I'm in eighth grade. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Yes, yes, I'm an old man. 1972, you don't think that we weren't talking about Vietnam? Oh, you heavens. don't think that we weren't talking about the protests? You don't think that we weren't talking about... I remember literally in 68 and 72 as a school kid going down and guys in the men's room you know, in, in school would be picking their urinals. They'd go, Humphrey Nixon Wallace, Humphrey Nixon Wallace. <laughs> I was never sure if you were supposed to pee on the guy you didn't like <laughs> or pee in the urinal to show your support for the guy you like. And I'm talking about we were, we were highly engaged and what was going on at the time. Their complaints about mouse boil down to one offensive word, mm -hmm. damn. Right. We picked out. Oh, I, no. I, I, I've, I've mentioned how many times the Bible, the King James Version, mentions damn or damned, you know, so that you'd have to get rid of it too. And one image of a nude woman. A nude mouse. A, a nude mouse. mouse, female mouse, who is in the bathtub after committing suicide. There's nothing titillating about this picture. Well, and it's 14 tragic. Year olds, I mean, it, come on, they've seen stuff like this before. This is Let's what be I'm honest. talking about. Who, who thinks that these kids are not ready to see one frame of a nude female mouse form and that they're not gonna be, you know, corrupted somehow? Who's, who's thinking is this? I, that, listen, it's a, it's a great question because we already know that the state of Tennessee, and specifically the Tennessee Holocaust Commission, which is an arm of the state of Tennessee, has approved this book and it deemed it appropriate, both for, in the curriculum and for eighth graders. Well, so yeah, one again, there's still many books. So I don't want to you know harp on this book like, but again, why did why why isn't there not already another book in place and you know again from the teacher's perspective you i have to think you know i haven't spoken to any of the teachers in mcmahon county but they've got a unit and now you've taken out that middle that book how are they going to be able to teach that in the next three weeks i i, I don't know i don't know i, I don't know one can have any kind of discussion realistically about the holocaust at all without it being vulgar because the holocaust itself was vulgar very very vulgar. What are they planning to replace I, it with? Best. You know, I look at the book. We, I have one in the car. I should have brought it in to, just to show it off. But you know, the SWAT sticker with the mouse and the and the and the cat right yes, on there. Right. You know, I look at that. I'm like, it's in my car. I feel uncomfortable yes. a little bit. And you know what? It's okay for me to feel a little uncomfortable. It's okay for you to feel a little uncomfortable. If education is about teaching, whether it be history or literature or whatever the topic is and it makes us feel a little uncomfortable, that's a good thing. It is right. a good Because thing. otherwise you're teaching me things that I already know. Right. You know, I, I should have well, to be challenged a little bit. And this yeah. is an uncomfortable and challenging topic. We all admit that. Uh, finding the ways to um, bring this to children, whether it be in elementary school. I know there's classes as, that we start in fifth grade in Tennessee and then into middle school and high school. And obviously you have to build, you know, it gets deeper and deeper. They're not showing real pictures of the Holocaust like that Eisenhower took. Um, you know, don't we're not going to ever forget this because someday somebody's going to say it that didn't was, happen. I, I lost we, it. I lost know. it last week at one point saying, you know, we'll never forget. We'll never forget. We've already forgotten. Yeah. We've already forgotten, and we are doing it intentionally. Right. All right. Uh, very quickly, sure. side issue. 
East Hamilton County High yeah. has a mother who is upset and has pulled her child from a Bible as literature class. And here's a let's be frank it's an elective isn't it it's an elective, it's an elective. but it's also yeah. a sneaky way to get the bible back into the classroom and that's sure. fine i have no problem i have no problem with that no issue with it whatsoever but when the teacher writes on the blackboard the supposed secret name of god that is not supposed to be spoken out loud i don't know when we became islam we can't have a you know a, a picture of muhammad you know a depiction of him anywhere without be committing blasphemy but you know, it's supposedly only supposed to be written in Torah scrolls. And they go, you know how to, to torture a Jew? Make him say this name out loud. Ha 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 Student didn't think it was funny. Mom didn't think it was funny. Yank, and here we have another discussion going on with somebody who probably didn't intend to make it sound as harsh, but look at the flippancy with which people refer to these things. Yeah. This is a challenge, and you know, when you hear that, um, that type of an anti-Semitic comment is really what sure. that is mm -hmm. um i don't think it should ever be taken how lightly. to torture a jew yeah right <laughs> that was kinda, whole, that was what yeah. they said right so that was what they said you know, whether it be in the classroom or if i'm standing in line at the grocery store and i hear somebody say that i'm gonna say something i don't might not know who that person is but i feel like it's my obligation and by the way maybe it, they made an anti-muslim kind of comment i should say something about that too even though i'm not muslim because we need to create a better society, a better world. And I know that, you know, we all know what just happened out in Texas a few uh, weeks ago sure, and, the, yeah, and, you know, yeah. the rabbi and every and the congregation and they got out, thankfully. But, you know, that rabbi afterwards said, you know, if you hear, you know, these little flippant comments, as you said, Jeff, or sure. these little jokes or things like I'm that, guilty. somebody out there is going to take it. And turn it to hate. I'm, I'm, gu it's going I'm to guilty build because hate. I, I'm always assuming I'm talking to somebody as enlightened and uh, as evolved as you. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I'm, 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 ass I'm assuming that people are like my peer group, and they'll understand a, a, a cast-off joking comment that has no intent behind it. But th that's really foolish of me. Um, look, look at what kind of trouble you can get into. I mean, Joe Rogan is facing, you know, some serious consequences of using the n-word not as an insult but using it because it was proper in its place and time but we now know that it's just it's not okay to say it even it, when i was interviewing the man that wrote the book that used the n-word as a title i said i feel so stupid saying the n-word he goes well don't so i didn't and i went with it and it felt so alien coming out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. If somebody wants to dig that up, they can go ahead and dig it up, and I'd be just in the same amount of trouble that Joe Rogan is. And times have changed for sure. Um, what 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 do you hope to see the result be of this gathering of, of minds and, and opinions? <laughs> well, obviously we want to um, address the anti-Semitic piece, and that's that's one thing, and the, I know we're working on that, the mom's working on the family's working on that. Uh, I believe they've engaged the Anti-Defamation League, who should have been, you know, engaged. So hopefully through the school system, they're going to work on those things. I know the school is in, or school and school system is investigating. These are good things. What do we want from there? Look, I think this is a time for the organization. If people don't know, it's called Bible in the Schools, and it's a, an organization and a nonprofit. Many people give to it. I think some of the larger churches kind of run it, but it's its own organization. And, you know, I had to go onto their website to make sure, you know, that they want to teach a viewpoint neutral perspective mm -hmm. and make sure that they adhere to the court approved curriculum. So there is a court approved curriculum that is legal to do. 
And like you said, Jeff, you know, literature and history, are they doing that in the classroom? I don't know. And that's something that I they need to reflect on. We be, need to have a, we would love to have a conversation with them and be terrified just to learn. It's, um, I mean, there is some value to that, I think, from a from a school perspective, because it is so deeply ingrained into American history. Absolutely. So I can understand that, but also very difficult to do. Right. I mean, any teacher, no matter your religion or what, to, to have a neutral piece towards I, that. And it, I couldn't do it. And it says historical or literature that those are the parameters for again this court-approved curriculum. Man, that it would be hard. I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. You know, here the, the Jewish swear, kid I, here being I, able to I do that. I think that the Chattanooga, <laughs> Chattanooga being the metropolitan area in this region of the southeast, we ought to have uh, a place where all banned books from all schools, from the Catcher in the Rye to whatever the Pigman. You know, to network by Jersey Kaczynski, I'm, I, whatever it is. I mean, so they deal with mental illness, so they deal with suicide, so they deal with racism. I mean, Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer. So they have words in there that were in context. When the year that they were produced, it would make perfect sense for somebody to be using this word. You don't go back and whitewash it. You teach it in the context that it was written in, right. and you try to look at the bigger picture of what's trying to be, you know, passed on. And, and make them available, I mean, to kids who are resourceful. I mean, one of the rants in, in, in Sunday's paper was nothing could make me as an eighth grader want to read something more. Yeah, and like, I think we all know that to be the case. <laughs> yeah, that was the same way, like the anarchist cookbook. I was like, ooh, yeah. mom and dad don't want me to read it. Yeah. You know, look, as a parent, when you tell your kids they can't do something, what do they want to do? They want to do thing. what you told them, whatever that, that thing is. That very thing. It's reverse psychology. So, again, you know, hundreds of thousands of books, and people are sending them here to Tennessee, and... Again, maybe this is a good thing. Hopefully, McMinn County will explain and, and give us some whys and maybe even reverse what they said. Are they, but are they a part of this event tonight? Um, last night? Last night, yeah. Um, no, so they were not a part of this particular event. But, you know, when I relate the two together, yeah. you know, maybe this is that opportunity for them to reflect, sure. for them to take a step back and There's realize anybody that, on know, that board that is not going to be tuned in and listening to this, <laughs> then they need to be drummed out I, immediately. Yeah, I hope that they all are. I hope that they're watching. And if they're not watching live, they watch the recorded version of it. It's just too important, um, you know, to make a decision without having all if the facts. somebody if somebody calls in signs on and has a completely different perspective has the i don't think we should teach this perspective will they be heard if they are calm and eloquent in their argument and they say i think this is too adult to be teaching to a 12 year old Listen, that's a great question. Again, this book has been approved for eighth graders for the state of Tennessee, but if the county were to come out and say, instead of teaching mouse, we're going to teach X as our core. What, whatever that book is, I think will be acceptable. Again, it's part of it's also the process. Part of it is for the Jewish community. What does this lead to down the road? What's the next book that happens or, or things like that? So well, Maybe before you have the screening of Schindler's List, you do one of <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously, yeah. work your way up to it. I mean, the kids are going to have questions. What's the use in sending a kid out there into the world if they're unprepared for the intellectual onslaught that's going to hit them? The people are going to expect them to know these things. It, it is my opinion. And you brought up Schindler's List. What an amazing movie mm -hmm. that that was. I believe that everybody should see it. I've seen it twice. 
once when I was in college and once because my wife hadn't seen it. So I sat with and her. And that was enough. And that was, I don't want to, I, yeah. I cried and it's emotional and, but I needed to see it. That and was people the, need to see I, it. I, I, I watched The Last Temptation of Christ and walked down and said, it's the best movie I never, ever want to see go. again. Thank you very much. And I and I intend on keeping that promise right. to myself. That's I how have, I felt I, about yeah, I have been to Auschwitz. I've been yeah, to Birkenau. And that's the I, I wanted to go and I wanted not to go. So I experienced mm. it once. I never want to go back. But now I I, I had that feeling. It's like, in, and again, with the graphic novel, my gosh, it just lowers the barrier of making a very difficult, hard topic of the Holocaust a little bit more palatable. Yeah, accessible. For, for, and accessible yeah. to these kids. Um, we weren't put here to be comfortable all the no. time. No. I mean, it's our job here to, again, afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. Uh, that's our ministry here. So, I mean, this this is square in our alley. Well, uh, Michael, thank you so much. How do people get in touch with you and the, the Federation? Always go to our website, which is just jewishchattanooga.com, all spelled out, jewishchattanooga.com. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. Would you send that handsome young man that's sitting out there with the Chattanooga Football Club well, in? I'll do that. Watch watch this grinding of gears here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 18-wheeler going down the road, and I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shucking it back down to second gear now. <laughs> We're approaching Mon Eagle and uh, grinding the gears. Got to play limbo as we exit here. Yeah. The, yeah <laughs> I was going to say, and this is not a big, spacious studio. You guys have to understand what we actually do go through to bring you this show in these horrible this duress these these harsh conditions in these unprecedented times <laughs> um all right so we are going to switch gears here and this is something we actually had set up before we knew this was going to happen that that whole uh, webinar thing happened in a matter of hours yeah, literally sort of. last um, week yeah when i saw the story about the east hamilton teacher that's what prompted me to go to their facebook page Oh really? Not East Hamilton, but the Jewish Federation's yeah, yeah. page, and I, f- I found that. Well, there's um, that was nice. I'm glad he came in. I thought that was a very good interview. Yeah, Just, really cool. Yeah, thank you. I've, I've talked to Michael so many times in the past, and they do wonderful work. And and I, the flippancy, I am certainly already been guilty today of being flippant with opinions and ideas and stuff like that. And I remember the when I saw Schindler's List the first time, it was at the Jewish Community Center, mm-hmm. and I was among those that was invited to get a preview of it. And beforehand, it was actually Tom Henderson, who I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, who was you know ended his news career, illustrious career, Channel Nine as news director, and he was next to me, and Jed Meskon was there, of course, mm-hmm. who was Jewish, sure. and everybody was wearing their yarmulkes mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I just made a comment. As the lights were being dimmed, I said, I forgot my Hanukkah hat. And a couple of people laughed, and let me tell you something. When that movie was over, the credits rolled, and nobody moved for 20 minutes. Except for you who sank down in your I seat. just sank lower and lower and lower. I mean, I was stunned at what I just witnessed, and everybody was crying. And, yeah, and I felt like an idiot yeah. for saying something that was just... I mean, completely conversational. Well, you were with tone friends. Deaf. With, with, with yeah. my friends, yeah. And it was it was tone deaf uh, at Absolutely. best. Absolutely. Have you seen The Pianist with J. Adrian Brody? I have not. Yeah, get into I that have. one it's next. Good. 
All right, so we have uh, Sam Click in here with us. And Sam, good morning to you, sir. Hi, Sam. Yes, good morning. Now, what a good show. All right, I was going to say, now, <laughs> how do you feel about the Holocaust and, and the teaching of, of uh, anti-Semitism in the schools? Well, uh, I think that's uh, that's above my pay grade. I, I was, you know. I, <laughs> you just happened to be walking I, by. I could hear the heavy conversation going on. Yeah. Very cool, very cool to hear, but definitely definitely a different gear. What do you, what, what, what do you hail from? You're with the Chattanooga Football Club. Obviously, you are an account executive yes. with the uh, ticket sales, advanced sales, and I guess promotion marketing in general. And I, I remember you walking through the first day. I saw your obnoxious yellow car out there. <laughs> bright it's, yellow. Yeah, bright, bright, bright yellow. yellow, whatever that thing is. Everybody calls it the lemon. Yeah. So, um, it's know, still rolling. Some <laughs> negative and positive connotations <laughs> with that, I guess. Uh, where do you come from? I come from West Virginia, actually. I just moved to Chattanooga full-time about a month ago. Um, so, yeah, you saw me the first day that yeah. I came in here. Um, but yeah, I am from a little town in West Virginia called Cross Lanes. We have exactly two roads, and they cross each other. So <laughs> that, is, that is how they named the town. They uh, had to really get out on a branch. Yeah, I mean, it was somebody. Somebody did a lot of thinking there. Uh, um, but then, and then I went to uh, college at Marshall University in Huntington. We are Marshall. Yes, everybody understands us. that, and that the, the thundering herd. But you don't normally think about. European style football, uh, yeah. F-U-T-B-O-L football, uh, football. When you think about Marshall, but by God, you should. <laughs> well, the Marshall program actually yes. just won the national championship. Yeah, this, that's uh, what I'm saying. This past year, so um, I was always a huge soccer fan growing up. Went to school for sports marketing. Uh, had the goal of working for a pro soccer team, and uh, here I am wow. making it happen. Do, do, does does the we are Marshall um, underlying motif that has got to permeate the atmosphere there does it make its way to the soccer program oh yeah yeah it's it's everywhere on campus Good. i mean even i mean even if you're not necessarily in tune to the athletics portion of the university it's still the rally cry for those who don't know i guess i should probably say that they lost their almost an entire team football team in a plane crash That's right. uh no. years ago i mean and they were a stupendous team they were mm -hmm. heading toward a championship and uh, went down in, in, a, in a terrible, tragic accident that was portrayed in the movie version as well as I've ever seen a tragedy portrayed. Yeah. They, they did not start with it. They did not end with it. It was literally fade to black, and then the repercussions and the pride of the area and how they didn't let it beat them down. It's an uplifting movie. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's still very much... Everywhere you go on campus, sure. it, you see the 75. There were 75 people lost on that plane crash. Wow. And the numbers everywhere, uh, pictures of those who were lost are posted around campus. Yeah. Everybody knows everything about it. We have big ceremonies every year. It's uh, it's really, really important to, to everybody so in the community. Then you, then you come to Chattanooga. And, and, to, and I, I can say, you know, I moved here in the mid-'80s. I grew up in a little town in Ohio where everybody played soccer because we had uh, Warner Robins, excuse me, Wright Patterson Air Force Base nearby, so it was a very international community. I moved back to the South for high school and then immediately moved to Warner Robins, again, international community. And down there, you know, the state champions, it, it's going to be it's going to be from Warner Robins almost every side. At time, it's either Warner Robins or Northside High School from that town, but still soccer a huge deal because of the international element that comes through. I I was as surprised as anybody was when the team began and took off the way it did, like lighting a firecracker. It was amazing. Yeah, so I, you know, I know a lot about the history. Obviously, I haven't been around, you know, for the full duration of, 
since the club was founded in 2009. Uh, but a lot of people point to this team as kind of a swinging point in soccer in the Southeast. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, you know, Southeast, it was known as sissy ball to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and we were, you know, there weren't, weren't really any successful uh, professional or semi-professional clubs or in the Southeast at this time when, yeah. when the team was founded and like you said it took off like a firecracker um even as a semi-professional club we got upwards to like i know one game we maxed out at around 17 or eighteen thousand people at finley stadium for and you don't see the football wow. mocks even when they're winning bring that many yeah. in very often unless there's a something very special going on so i mean it, it really did take anybody who could have predicted who said they predicted that it would go as big as it did as quick as it did is a liar i don't care who they are i don't care if they're my best buddy i, I guarantee you that nobody thought it would go as big as quick as it did no, i remember when it launched I, so. I was a younger teenager and i said okay yeah <laughs> well i was wrong i mean that was that was real yeah and the only people that said that were people who had never been out there uh, very much like, you know, well, basketball is a non-contact sport. Oh, yeah? <laughs> sure it is. Really? Well, get your ass out there under the board with those big old men out there and see how almost, non-contact it is. I'm fairly certain I broke my nose playing basketball, actually. I guarantee you. Um, so, all right, so you guys have, have announced your, your your season, upcoming season, dates, and just take it away for a second. Yeah, that is correct. So we just got our league schedule at the end of last week. So on our league schedule, it has 13 home matches on it. Uh, it starts on March 26th, Saturday, March 26th, and uh, goes all the way through September 28th. Uh, we are planning on adding about five more friendly and cup games in there, so we're thinking uh, it's going to be around an 18-game home slate uh, for the men's team, the professional men's team. And we are actually super excited. We just announced the return of our women's team. Nice. Um, so they're going to be they're going to be on a semi-pro basis, but we're expecting five to six home games for them as well. That's great. Still waiting on the dates for them, but uh, everybody is super pumped about about the women's yeah, team. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So uh, very excited about all that. We just announced what league they're going to be in. They're going to be in the WPSL, and uh, lots of nice close regional games for our fans to be able to travel to which they're super excited about um and and we're really we're really excited i mean i i'm gonna do what i always do and i'm gonna take it straight into cartoon territory um (laughs) you know a, a serious topic can be made light of um but i mean i i walked when we first started doing this this thing this podcast under the chattanooga driving show here at the uh, you know the the home of the CFC and the academy and everything here, I walked through the hallways going, all right, who here's a Ted Lasso fan? Every every arm, <laughs> yeah. every hand went up, of course, and I said, all right, well we're rooting for it for the Emmys, and it did. He ended up getting getting scratched out at the Emmys for some reason. How in the world I don't know, but that has got to be a real phenomenon. There have got to be legions of young people who are now interested in playing sissy ball you know football (laughs) soccer because of the tv show because it is so good it is excellent and it really gets deep into the culture and i think it's fairly accurate yeah it it is very accurate which is it's one thing that soccer fans you know a lot of times sometimes these tv shows will pop up about sports and whatnot and if you're really into it you're like Oh, I'm excited! There's a you know a show about the sport I like or whatever, like and then Beckham. you start yeah. yeah, and then you start watching it and you're like, this is nothing like, but like you said, Ted Lasso is very accurate. So the soccer crowd absolutely loves it, and it is such a good show, and it goes you know outside the lines you know yeah. of, the, of the pitch. 
so to speak. And uh, it's gotten a lot of people, a lot of people into the show, a lot of people interested in the sport and, and whatnot. I've had tons of friends who never really cared about soccer much to, will text me about Ted Lasso and, yeah. and, and ask me, you know, questions, new questions. Um, so yeah, no, is you're that reflect, absolutely right. Is that reflecting in ticket sales? So, you know, obviously I guess there's no way to see a direct correlation, yeah. you know, be like, Hey, did you just buy this because of Ted Lasso? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe we should add that who, on our ticketing who's, website. Who's, yeah, your, favorite, who, who's you, your favorite character <laughs> for, in for, Ted Lasso? For yeah. your first time purchasers, are you buying this because of Ted Lasso? <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, maybe, they, maybe we need to rethink some marketing there. You're welcome. It's something um, else to add on the pie chart anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You could have, a whole, you could have a whole set with everybody wearing the false mustaches. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have the Ted Lasso rate. The 70s porn stash that he makes <laughs> that he rocks so yeah, well yeah no it's funny though because you know with chattanooga fc and our fan base we have a great core uh fan base that is just everything to us the lifeblood of the club uh there are quite a lot of them but it's funny i mean quite a lot of people that come to our games like in the stadium aren't necessarily really even soccer fans no you don't have to be no, yeah you don't have community. to be it's yeah. kind of like i, I still mean, don't understand offsides I, I don't i still <laughs> don't get it i'm just like ted well i don't know seriously <laughs> how is he offsides i don't understand please tell me well it's even worse because hockey also has an offsides rule and mm -hmm. they're completely different yes <laughs> so because that was it was confusing for me the opposite way because i grew up with soccer playing i knew what offsides was start yeah. watching hockey i'm just like what is and, going on until here? you go to a game and you see it live which you did not too long ago didn't you didn't you go to a hockey game no i, went to hockey. I know you did all right i, I, I much i must have dreamed that but i know and rebecca did and just loved it i said three things nascar the grateful dead and hockey if you don't see it live you don't understand why people yeah. get excited about it hey, i guess i could I add it. soccer to that <laughs> I, I think it's the same and it's funny one of the best ways i've seen it put uh going to a soccer match especially even if you don't like soccer it's kind of like going to a rock concert sometimes mm -hmm. i mean we have a section in there with with a bunch of drums uh the our chattel hooligan section they uh they're called uh they have drums going all game they're singing and chanting uh, the whole stadium joins in in song when, when we, you know, score a goal. Yeah, and, you've got uh, an official hymn book, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it is. How do you become a legit. hooligan? How do you so, do? You, do you just g show up and start chanting? That's the easiest way to get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at one point, at one point during the match, they actually start singing a song uh, called "Come and Join Us." Mm -hmm. And they want you to come and join them. Who it's day? very literal. Who day? Who they say going to beat them Bengals? <laughs> Who they right. going to come join the hooligans? <laughs> now, uh, the, you know there's a history that goes between the lookouts and the football club, and it's the Ragarm Rowdies. The Ragarm Rowdies were the awesome. original hooligans, and they always lined up right above the dugout on the visiting team's side at lookouts games. And they were cruel and vicious <laughs> and i remember very well my first wife just being astounded and horrified she moved away from me and sat up by herself because she thought it was so mean she was seeing a bunch of young men that were the same age as her oldest son and she was thinking, well, this is just, I said, you have no idea. They got to go to Philly to play. Do you know what they do to you up there? This We're helping them out. But, I mean, I think the Ragarm Rowdies culture made it over to the hooligans very quickly and easily. I think the hooligans are a bit nicer, though. Uh, they they have to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was a ball 19, rag arm. You know, I mean, I saw more than one fight between players, I mean, coming into the stands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they definitely, they definitely are friendly. They love their banter. They love to, you know, pick on you a little bit. But it doesn't 
you know, no personal attacks or anything yeah. too crazy. You're not going to be named um, in their therapist. <laughs> <visit. laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. So, but no, they, they bring, they bring it every single game and they're excited to bring it to the women's matches this year as well. I'm so Very pumped cool. for you guys. Uh, all right. So real quick, uh, how do people get in touch with you to get season tickets or just to come check it out? Whatever. Support. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my email is very easy to remember. It is just Samuel at Chattanooga FC.com. Uh, please just shoot me over an email, reach out with any questions you have. Uh, we do have season tickets on sale right now. And if you, you know, a lot of people are actually going away from season tickets just in the sports industry in general, cause it's a big commitment, you know? Yeah. Um, how about that, bro? We, we are season tickets, big commitment Yeah. <laughs> as somebody who has tightened season tickets. Yeah. I'm going close to bankruptcy (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so our packages aren't too much for the season tickets but we're also doing flex tickets this year so Mm. if you if you're interested in that sort of thing it's basically a a pack of 10 tickets uh at a discounted rate and you can use them throughout the entire season whenever you want i mean you could use all 10 on one game you could use you know two on five games one on 10 separate games just uh, really flexible. One of our best deals. Uh, they've been flying off the charts. People have really liked the flex. Uh, so yeah, if you guys are interested, email me at Samuel at Chattanooga FC, or if you just want to chat, have some questions about the club, whatever. I'm 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 free free to talk. All right, cool. buddy. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Appreciate your patience out there too. As oh we no problem. Waded through those troubled waters for a little bit. So. <laughs> I, I was enlightened. I, I was. Uh, I could hear. I could hear everything. It was great. All so right, thank you for appreciate having me. Appreciate you so much. And uh, we will just kind of just continue to to jabber along our way. Like I said, this is going to be. We're kind of throwing the the format to the wind today because of the two interviews that are uh, upfront and impulsive and in our face and uh, and timely. We had that one already set up before the whole Spiegelman thing happened. So, and by the time you're hearing this tomorrow, there's no doubt you will have already seen, I'm sure, some news on it on TV uh, over the course of the evening and probably on the front page of the Times Free Press sure. yeah. uh, this morning. And uh, we'll be seeing some feedback on on how this thing goes with Art Spiegelman and, and the mouse theory. And with the, the soccer uh, team, I just I, I can't come up with a more, I mean, just a story of success, just unvarnished. You can't beat around it. You can't talk about it in any other way than an unqualified success as an adventure into something completely unknown and just uh, all positive. Yeah, all, I agree. And the fact that we have two professional teams, and I'm I'm not going to beat around the bush here. If we haven't made it obvious in the past, I have. We're a bit biased. You know, I am biased. Sure, I, mean, I the, think the, we all are. The football club comes first and foremost. Yeah. But as we worked for years over at Eastridge, I'm not going to take anything away from the Red Wolves and no. the financial impact they're going to mm-hmm. have on that poor, suffering, little bitty community over there that needs an identity mm-hmm. and uh, some more power to them. If we can support two, why wouldn't we have two? Sure. And the um, the Red Wolves have far exceeded many people's expectations yeah. of what they were going to do over there. And I'm the CFC, CFC seems so monolithic. I'm a CFC guy too, um, but they have done a really, really nice you job. Can't take it away from a lot them. of money being dumped into that. I don't know where it's coming from or who's printing it. But I, are I they have, in the same league? I, no. Yeah, okay. I've I've thrown the bait out many times for anybody here to take it, and they do not. Mm-mm. They don't. They don't. I they don't want bad they, blood. When they first came, though, I remember talking when we were at the radio station about how we thought they didn't we, that they're not going to make it here. Mm-hmm. And it also they launched right at covid year too. Yeah, they so did. There right. was that was that That's had right. nothing to do with whether you thought they had, you know, needed the or should uh, be given yes, the expectations yes. you yeah. they expected. Right. So they've done a very good job. Yeah, they All have. right. 
Well, at Quality Tire Pros, we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022. If your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been, stop in today. Let us check it out. For a quality ride and one you can count on, we carry great tire brands like Michelin. No matter what you drive or where you've driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard. That'll work for me. Um, I was just going to tell the story very quickly. I've, I've got does and I've got, you know, everybody's got ones and we've got plenty of what are you doings yeah. and there's all kinds of Valentine's Day we stuff can get coming to that up. Tomorrow. And I was going to say, none of it is so urgent that it has to be gotten to. Huh. I'll just I'll flash back a little bit on the Lookout Wild Film Festival. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, it, it really is. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. To get you guys out to it if you're just not going to do it you're not going to do it but if you go you are sold i've yeah. never oh, seen yeah. anybody walk out going well that was a bad idea <laughs> what a waste that of was time. a waste of time it's nobody, always a good time yeah nobody yeah. says that i've enjoyed it every year i've gone now this time i didn't get to go to as many as i wanted to go in terms of shows i only yeah. went one day but you and I saw the first half of the same show. Sure. Well, that was so the, good. The matinee. Yeah. And, and and Andy Johns did say he felt like that was one of the strongest matinee lineups he ever had. I think, you yeah. saw one movie that I, I missed I want you to comment on. Yeah. But I was going to say um, it was, like always, there were just short little pieces, two minutes long. There were just nothing but just aesthetic beauty, eye candy. And then you had, Visual poetry. Uh, you had the heartstrings yanker of the young girl with Downs. And getting her outside and trying to get to as many national parks as they can as a family over one summer out west and taking this young girl with Downs with them. And that one, of course, hit me where I lived and I weeped like a girl. <laughs> and uh, and then they did a story on <sighs> Nimble Will and the last, last hike. And this is the man who, again, owns the record for being the oldest person to hike the AT, the Appalachian Trail, to through hike it. And he did it because Graybeard, the, everybody has a trail name, you have to understand, mm -hmm. actually did it at 82. He had done it at 81 and said mm -hmm. it was his last hike. He has hiked the Pacific Crest Trail. He's hiked the American Gully Trail. He's hiked all the way around this country and every trail you can possibly come up to with the Pan American Loop yeah. and stuff like this. And the guy, so he, he talked to Graybeard, and he is two months older than him chronologically. So at 82, he did the AT again to reclaim his throne as the oldest person to do it. And he said, this time it is the last, last hike. I mean it. <laughs> and But it, the focus was not on that hike. It was on the lower part, the southern Appalachian part, that got tagged on to the AT years ago because the Appalachians don't end in Springer Mountain, Georgia. They end in Alabama. And the Penhody Trail, me and my buddies hiked it when it was brand spanking new. We were one of the first groups to ever hike that trail where we signed into the logbook at the trailhead and we actually had um, t-shirts made that said Penhody through hike, wow. 73 miles is what it was supposed to be. We were going to do it in four days. Seven of us started, only three actually completed it. I was not one of them. I went back later and completed the trail that I, I just petered out on. The Penhody, that's the Cherokee word for wild turkey, and the track on the trees that they put, you know, to, to mark the trail to make sure you didn't get lost, which we did anyway, um, <laughs> it was a turkey track. And I can just tell you this, 
those two hikes were the most important backpacking trips I'd ever been on with my friends because we were in new territory. Again, I took the 73 and did a circle slash through it and put 34 <laughs> on, on, on the first one. And it had our names on the back and everything. I still got it at the house. And you guys have even seen pictures of me and my crew yeah. on the trail. Yeah. And But this is this is exactly how we hit it. I mean, the cool meals that you can get from Rock Creek Outfitters now, you can get full dehydrated meals mm-hmm. that are delicious. Yeah. That was just as those things came out. So we were not carrying Vienna sausages and spam <laughs> and, you know, and, and C rations or MREs. Yeah. We were carrying for the first time these 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 freeze dried meals that yeah, the were mountain just, house stuff. Oh, and we were absolutely just we thought we were so somebody. But we still didn't even have water purifiers. We had to carry our water. Oh, that and gets you, heavy. You take a, a gallon jug of water and put it in your backpack. You're talking about five pounds of sloshing, movable weight that is shifting on your back. Actually, eight pounds. You get so tired of it so fast. You start pouring it out when you know you're going to be needing it later on down the road. And sure enough, that trip, I ran out of water, didn't have a purifier, didn't have a way to make it. That was a deciding factor in stopping. The next year, I depended so much on the purifier I took about this much water, <laughs> thinking that I would be stopping along as we were, you know, hiking the trails. And we went up high on the ridge and stayed up there. And guess what's not up on high up on the ridge? Water. Water. <laughs> water sources. And, uh, I mean, literally, I have never felt thirst like that in my life. My tongue swelled up inside of my mouth. It was oh, the most miserable night I've ever spent. And, I mean, I fell into a creek the next day and just drank it dry. I mean, just old <laughs> creek water. And was glad to have it. But... Just uh, the fact that they announced that he was in the audience. That was awesome. You heard the people around us oh, gasp. Oh, crazy, yeah. And on in the movie, Last Last Hike, they literally say, if you're a young guitarist and you pull up somewhere to concert and Keith Richards gets out of a van, <laughs> that's the kind of, of, of reaction that people would have in meeting mm-hmm. this guy that wrote uh, A Million Steps as his autobiography, and he is a legend, and so literally people just gasped when they found out that he and Greybeard were both in the crowd up in the balcony. So what a great event. Thank you. You missed Andy the Q&A. Jones it was really that. good. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Can't do everything. I was starving. No, I don't blame you at it all. Was, I mean, I, I had plenty of water. I had water to drink, but all I had was popcorn to eat, and no, I was beginning to get hypoglycemic. I, I mean, no disrespect when I say this, but as soon as the last movie was over, uh, the one about Myrtle Simpson, I jumped out of my seat and went Shh, out the door. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I had to get something to eat. <laughs> And that's it. That, that's that's all I got for the story today. Regional Roundup. Anybody got anything in particular? I got Squid, the local company that's blowing up. Uh, an app developer is by the Canadian bought this Canadian employment screening company. Hmm. And I'm telling you, between fre- freight waves and Squid with a K, I, I don't even know what these companies are. And I've said that <laughs> over know. the years. I, I mean, the Chamber of Commerce. I've said they really ought to identify. We see these huge, big buildings with these names on them, and you hear the names, and you, you see their stock and prices pop up on the bottom of your screen in a scroll. What do they do? They're based here. I, I don't know what they do. <laughs> okay, so fun story. Um, this actually kind of plays into the Weston Womp thing because his work with the Lamppost Group, a yeah. good, good buddy of mine worked for LPG uh, at one of their uh, big startups. I won't say which one because I'm— uh, 
going to be a little bit derogatory. Um, but I asked him one time what his business actually does. I was like, so what do you guys actually do? And he goes, oh, well, we take you know businesses and we just you know connect them so they interlace and they can get to the consumer a little bit better. I'm like, what the <laughs> what hell are you talking you do? about? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what do you do? I'm like, and what does that do? And he goes, well, we're worth about $3 billion. And no, we, <laughs> what do you do? When oh. you go to work, what do you do? Oh, I type numbers into a computer all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I know. Yeah. Type type numbers into a computer all all day are us, and then they have Nerf fights. Trademark, you know, whatever. Yeah, a it ping takes. pong table. It's all a right. toolkit for Salesforce. It helps businesses build apps faster with less code. Huh? Like, like Indeed. Shh. Like Indeed. Indeed. I'm Shh. sure that's the competition. No, no, no. Indeed not, is not Indeed. The you do. Okay. No, right. Indeed's like Monster.com. That's where you go to find know. a job. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Indeed. Because I am very satisfied with what I'm doing, doing this podcast for you guys every day, Monday through Friday, posted at 5 a.m. Thank you, Jen. I remember one time you told me during our most recent employment debacle, you said, <laughs> you know, I've not applied for a job in like 30 years. No, I haven't. My resume, the resume I have goes back to 1991. <laughs> that's before I that's, was born. <laughs> that's 1991. And it, it, it literally, it's, a, it's, a, it's on a fiber stock. It's a good looking resume, but that's where it stopped. Ever since then, all I've been doing is talking trash. That's what I can just write on there with a Sharpie. Talking trash since 1991, and they pay me for it. So there you go. All right. We'll wrap this thing up. Top of the pops today. I have a, a real issue. We'll get into this more later on down the road. Louisiana State Police fired a trooper who helped expose how the department covered up the death of an unarmed black motorist oh back in 2019. If This is exactly what people don't want. They don't want that thin blue line of silence and backing each other up to continue to exist to the degree that things like this happen. The guy just told the truth about what happened, and he lost his job. He lost his benefits. He lost his retirement. He lost everything he was banking on for basically just saying, there were false statements given to the public who deserved to know. And uh, the guy's name is Carl Cavalier. They took a very non-Cavalier approach to this scenario and criticized the Louisiana State Police, uh, said that they were, you know, clearly there was an air of racism about this particular attack. And this happens in the wake of yet another shooting in Milwaukee. Yeah. Where, I yeah. mean, you, you've seen the video. I'm sure if you're listening to this show, the Chattanooga Driving Show, you've seen the video. The Unity Cops Group go actually in, talked about they it. They go, boom, no-knock entry. How, how often is that working these days for you, law enforcement? Really, seriously, how necessary is it? I see where it would be in some cases. Here's a guy laying on a couch under a sheet. He was asleep. It was he obvious. He was dead asleep. They had a key to get in. And they didn't say police. Yeah, they did. They, well, they and When they were still banging on the door. They entered quietly, and then the minute they got into the foyer, they started saying police, 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 which, of course, startled him up out of his sleep. Yeah. He did have a weapon he on had him. A, he had a firearm and reached for it because yeah, there were people in the room were coming after him. There people in his him. house. So he did what anyone would your do. Gun laws, Same thing that happened in Breonna. Then what did he do that was wrong? And the Breonna on a Taylor case he did he, he he literally got back under the sheet and was holding his gun just pointing it like a, a kid who's scared of a of you know a boogeyman at night I don't even know that he was going to pull the trigger I, I don't no, think he no, knew nobody, what he nobody was doing. knew oh yeah he was startled awake yeah. And, yeah. 
And it's worth noting, too, like Jen said, he did have a permit for the weapon. He did have, a, I believe, a concealed carry permit, so he was way above board, and he wasn't even named on the search warrant. He wasn't the person they were looking for. Thank you to the Sports Barn. Thank you to Tennessee American Water Company. Thank you so much to Lodge Cast Iron. Thank you so much American to Exotic American Guitars. Exotic Guitars. Time for Tai Chi. Time Tai Chi. Tai Chi. All the rest of our, our, our advertisers and sponsors and listeners here, we've had a lot of listenership. Uh, we've seen spikes increase, and this is what we want. Uh, every time we get a guest in here, we don't want to turn this into just a conversational guest-heavy podcast. That's mm -hmm. not what it's for. But every time we but do, sometimes. it's predictable that that person tells everybody, everybody listens, and we get them, yeah. and we get them hooked, and uh -huh. that's how we grow. Uh -huh. So thank you very much and for you guys sharing it. Um, I got the only thing left, and this has been here for a couple of days, so I'm going to get it out of the way. Oroville, California, that means Goldville in Spanish, for those of you who don't know. I did not know. 21-year-old man um, acting erratically when he opened fire on a Greyhound bus, killing a woman and wounding four others. I read about that. Butt naked inside of Walmart's where they found him. What is the deal with getting naked before you start shooting these days? I don't know. The Waffle know. House shooter here found guilty, four counts of first-degree murder. He'll never get out of jail. Mm -hmm. um, four life sentences. I mean, mental illness, clearly they're mentally ill. They wouldn't be doing these things. But I just wonder what it is about g getting naked. I mean, is the paranoia so deep that they think literally it's something weird. is in their clothes? There there is Sorry, go ahead, Jen. There was another story about another naked guy yeah. who had jumped in the trunk of somebody's car. Yeah, and lived there for like three days. I don't, I don't know about that part, but she, the the owner of the car, gets into her car and then realizes there's a there's mud in her car and finds the guy completely naked in her trunk. And when she says, and she starts filming this, what are you doing? What are you doing in my car? He and he said, it is, it's a rite of passage. What does that mean? Well, and then and the his, cops showed and up. In his confused brain, who knows? But, I mean, it, it does seem to be a pattern. There, there is a weird. definite He's link between certain psychosis and not yeah. wanting the clothes on your body, feeling <laughs> yeah. like they're constrictive or something like that. I, yeah. It's the only thing I can do is just wildly guess. Yeah, you know, you see that in uh, cases of people who are hypothermic as well. Oddly enough, it's it's yeah. called the hypothermia uh, uh uh, what's the word for delusion uh, uh, paradox <laughs> paradox okay um, they, they're usually found nude yeah people who are dying of hypothermia like out in the snow hmm. um i don't know why it is but they tend to take their clothes off and then freeze to death it, it's true yeah. and you know what and, and speaking of thirst earlier people who literally die of thirst uh because they've gone on a trail especially out west in the heat you know what they almost always have water in their canteen mm-hmm they almost always have water available to them, and they're uh, they're they're they've gotten they're, delirious. They, they've gotten delirious, yeah. and they're thinking, "Well, I've got to save the swallow sure. for the last." And the fact is, if they go ahead and drink it, they might be able to take that hundred steps more right. mm -hmm. that could get them someplace. You know, it's, crazy it's stuff. just yeah, it's a, we're we're messed up, strange creatures, y'all. We talk uh, about a wide variety of topics on the Chattanooga Drive. Yes, we do, and <laughs> we'll continue to do the same thing tomorrow and the day after and the day after. Tell all your friends. Every morning at 5 a.m., Pim Jen's got it posted, and it'll be interesting. It'll be different. Nobody else is doing what we're doing. That's for damn sure. That's probably a good thing. 